0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. We gave you Backstreet
1: Boys for Back Again singing last uh, last time. Now I'm thinking Eminem. Guess mm. who's back? Back again. Daniel and Clint. That's who's back. Back again. Uh,
0: I can't go any farther than that. Let's, let's cut it off right there. <laughs> you don't want to pick it up? You don't want to karaoke that song? No, I don't. Sadly, I do know more of the words of that song than I wish I did, but I'm not oh, really interested. In, not sadly. I'm not, not really interested in diving
1: deep Alright, well, Daniel and I are back uh, We promised you five episodes this week Because that's what we do on the Locked On Podcast Network We are the Locked On Bulldogs Podcast Glad you're here, I'm Clint, he's Daniel And uh, we're not super fans Because that, that sounds creepy uh, In a whole that's different creepy. way That's creepy mm-hmm. But we are we are fantastic fans We're probably the best fans you know of Georgia Excluding yourself, because you, you're
0: probably better than us We get that
1: But we're fans first and foremost
0: that's that's self promotion at its finest. Um, yeah, it really is. That's really sound. That really had a kip from Napoleon Dynamite thing, like to it there. Like we're well, we're probably the best what? Georgia fans, you know. What? know. Why? are we Why are we friends? Tell me why we're, we're friends again. Nun, you, we got great nunchuck skills. So, <laughs> uh, all right, you're Georgia fans. We're Georgia fans. Let's just get down to it. Uh, this podcast. It's a fan's podcast. If you've been around for any length of time, then you know that. If you haven't, then you're probably learning that now. We're not insiders. We're not professionals. We're not here to direct you to the piece that we wrote for some online publication. I'm, I'm not we're, writing for any online publication, we're, Daniel. We're just Georgia fans, and we talk about Georgia fans stuff. So if you're looking for some like polished take where we're going to try not to hurt somebody's feelings, or we're going to be really... like really politically correct and dance around an issue and not just say the running backs are not very good this year then this is not the podcast for you now to be fair we we're both optimistic about the running backs but as we said on yesterday's show um it is yeah it's an interesting time to be a georgia fan as it pertains to the running back position that's the kind of things that we um, uh, do on the show. We are just here to talk about the stuff that Georgia fans want to talk about. We would love for you to join in the conversation. As always, email us at LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. Twitter, us at, at dogs podcast. We'd love to interact with you catch up with you get to know you um hear about your thoughts and opinions your takes your takes on our takes um uh, we would love to have you do michael's job and give us ideas for what we should talk about on the show if you've got something that you want us to power rank in power rankings Mm -hmm. uh we would love to hear about that um And so today, today's Tuesday, we're going to be here every day this week. Also, you can subscribe to the podcast, download the podcast, tell a friend about the podcast, leave us a rating, leave us a review, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Let's get into it. We got too much to talk about today to spend all our time up here at the beginning. Uh, Today, we're breaking down the inside linebackers, and then we got power rankings at the end about our favorite teams to cheer against. Mm-hmm. in all of sports, which is there's nothing better than cheering against somebody, to be to be totally honest with you, Clint. Really not. It's really what makes sports sports. All right. but first things first, inside linebackers, Clint. Who's on the team? Tell us about the tell us about the guys on the team. Here's on the team right now. Okay.
1: We got Channing Tindall, Monty Rice, who last week we said or yesterday we said James Cook seems like he's been on this team for ten years. Monty Rice seems like he's been on this team for twenty years. Money Rice has been on this team for 10 years. Like, he is. That's a full grown man over there. Bonafide man. Uh, Quay Walker, Nicobe Dean, Marshall, and Ryan Davis are the inside linebackers of note on this team. Nate McBride, T's and P's, we love you.
0: Didn't even make your list. (laughs) I'm sorry. When we get to special teams tacklers, we will talk about you. Nate McBride, you are all we talk about. Mm hmm. Love you, bro. Uh, do, uh, Clint, what stands out to you as you as you read down that list? We always kind of start here. What are just your general impressions your general thoughts of this inside linebackers unit? Uh, as as it stands here pre spring practice uh,
1: The running back position I said doesn't suck that was my that was the best that I could muster you called them balanced That was the best you could muster um, I feel the exact opposite about the inside linebackers, as I do the running backs. In years previous, we've had one standout, and maybe somebody else who can who can fill in admirably for a couple downs here and there. This year, Daniel, we we got some bad men, and and I am I am staggered with the not only the top end heavy talent, but also uh, just the talent that surrounds this inside linebacker team uh, or. or positional group uh,
0: i really like this team
1: or this this group
0: yeah i do as well <clears throat> there is a lot of talent here to your point um <clears throat> there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of talent that has never taken a meaningful snap
1: no for georgia I mean, ryan davis is no slouch <laughs> Coming into this, coming in the recruiting cycle and into no. this team. Tresman Marshall, same
0: thing. Like these are guys that um, could be good players, but I'll be danged if there's just not great players in front of them. I think, I think you look at it and I mean, you really see the big four to mm-hmm. me is obviously Monty Rice and N'Kobe Dean. And then Channing Tindall and Coy Walker added to that makes. I think that's your rotation right there. I mean, I think that's what you're looking at pretty pretty established early on as the guys that are you can pretty well count on. But but then as you get into the season, who really knows? Uh, and you could see some of these other guys uh, step up and, and contribute. I I just I really like the guys at the top. Of the, of the inside <laughs> line. that's what stands out to me. Like the guys, obviously you got your Nicobe Deans, but then just Monty Rice is just such a calming veteran presence on this mm-hmm. team. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this is just a guy that you trust. He's a guy that's going to make the tackles. He is a guy that is going to be in the right spot. He's not the most athletic guy. He's not the fastest twitch guy. But he just is a guy that you trust. He's a guy that's going to get it done. And then you put him next to just freak talent like Nicobe Dean, and all of a sudden, hello. Like, mm-hmm. you got yourself a real situation at inside linebacker.
1: I believe that's what we yeah. have. Yeah, that that top heavy team. Monty Rice, already a damn good dog in Danny and I's book. Okay, tackling machine. Mm-hmm. He doesn't miss tackles. If the guy gets his arms wrapped around you, Welcome to the ground. That's where you're mm-hmm. going. Uh, and time. I don't need to. It's That guy is tough as nails. And, and listeners of the pod do not need to guess at my affection for N'Kobe Dean. Uh, oh, this no, guy's an I think animal.
0: You, I think you went ahead and made that clear.
1: I, I just... It gets look, awkward. Look, you said yesterday my my t-shirt or no did you call it the tattoo of kenny mcintosh that i have
0: yeah is that yeah you rip yeah. off the shirt and there's a full back tattoo of kenny mcintosh's face yeah
1: well if it's a full back tattoo for kenny mcintosh good golly what is it for Nicobe dean like how big of a canvas is that thing reaching on my chest and arms
0: because gosh yeah. Nicobe dean where it's a lot it's a lot, lot. all right well, we're going to get into some specific questions that we have pertaining to this group and get to our overall rankings right now. Look, Daniel, you don't have to go on to the next section because I was talking about my N'Kobe Dean tattoo. You don't got to rush us off <laughs> just to the next to, <laughs> segment, okay? I'm trying to lose as few listeners as I can, Clint. That's just oh, okay. the name of the game. It's about well, minimizing damage. <laughs> Then, then let us go. Let uh, us move Dave along now. <laughs> first
1: question is key contributors to this team. You already hinted at a little bit or this positional group. You already hinted at a little bit with the top heavy uh, aspect. So maybe I should just ask you, who's gonna lead this team in tackles?
0: Yeah, I think you this is a really fun we got three questions here. We got six names that we're considering, and I think you got two names in each category. <laughs> like this is a pretty it's gonna so we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about all six guys here. So I think we're talking about N'Kobe Dean and uh, Monty Rice when we talk about key contributors, obviously. These are the guys we expect to be the starters. These are the guys that we expect to lead the team. And uh, the answer is the, the answer's Monty Rice. And um, I don't imagine that it's going to be all that close. I think Monty Rice is going to play a lot more snaps than N'Kobe Dean this year. And I think Monty Rice is going to make more tackles – Per snap than Nicobe Dean. and so I, I imagine Monty Rice approaching some kind of a record for single season tackle total this year. I genuinely do. Is that is that too much to ask? Like, is that? Uh,
1: I don't think so at all, Daniel. I don't think not whatsoever.
0: It's we're dealing with a potential Boss Bailey situation here, Uh-oh. and by that, Uh-oh. I think you know what I mean. We're, he literally we're, we're five years from now every we, we say, kick. Five years from now, we will be saying, Monty Rice made every tackle in the 2020 football season. He literally made every tackle. I
1: think that's what uh, we could have. Just to let you know, the single season record for tackles uh, by Knox Culpepper, 170 tackles in 1984. 170? Come on, let's get you going. Uh, no, Daniel, I, I agree. As much as I love N'Kobe Dean, Monty Rice is going to be the guy that like at the end of every single play, who, what defensive lineman or DB is going to be putting their hand down to pick up Monty Rice, like to, to extend a hand to help him get off the ground because he's always the one at the bottom of the pile. That's who Monty Rice is. That's his bread and butter. That's what we need him to be this year. Um, the calming veteran voice is the exact thing we need. And I think he delivers because he hasn't shown me anything but doing that for his entire time at UGA. He, Daniel, he, he had, at a certain point last year, of the 15 potential times that somebody could have gotten a ball on him, two were completed in Pal- pass
0: coverage. This is N'Kobe Dean that we're talking about okay. here. Like, yeah, Nicobe Dean. Is, like, this is the guy. Are you
1: kidding me? Yeah, he's a freak.
0: Multiple interceptions for N'Kobe Dean this year. This, I mean, that is we Guar- guarantee He's going. He's going to have a big year. Uh, that goes almost without saying. All right, biggest freshman impact is the next question that we ask, Clint. Um, does it alarm you that we did not recruit an inside linebacker this year? Kirby said we good. Kirby? said hard we, pass. We, I'm gonna go ahead and it. I'm gonna go ahead and mark ricked this one by not recruiting at a position where we already have players. So uh, there are no freshmen inside <coughs> no. linebackers on this team. So for this category, biggest freshman impact, we are going to take the two sophomores, okay. Ryan Davis and Tresman Marshall, Clint. Um, uh, they. W- Ryan Davis was the 89th overall player in the nation according to 24-7. Tresman Marshall was the 122nd overall player in the nation according to 24-7. Both four stars uh, very closely rated together. Um, So Clint, I I ask you who has a bigger impact on this team this year? Ryan Davis or Tresman Marshall? Here's Here's what's weird about that. Ryan Davis
1: doesn't. It feels like one of these guys is prying for a position switch, doesn't it? It, it feels like one of these guys no. is just ready to. No. No. I disagree. Do you I think, really? I do. Ryan Davis uh, might wind up outside linebacker.
0: He might wind up as an outside linebacker, but there's so many outside linebackers. I, let's, it, uh, yes.
1: It. It would suck to go from one stacked position group to another stacked position see, group. See, I don't that see inside linebacker
0: as being all that stacked. I think, no. you know, you but, got, well, Monty Rice is a senior, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, Channing Tindall so far in his career, it's not like... Channing Tindall or Quay Walker have forced their way onto the field. Now, listen, I'm no. I've, I'm I've been on record as being high on both those guys, but it's not like it's not like they look unbeatable. And you got three sophomore linebackers. Ryan Davis is actually a redshirt freshman. He actually redshirted last year. Uh huh. Uh huh. But those three sophomores and the Kobe Dean, who obviously you feel like is going to be around, but then Tresman Marshall and Ryan Davis, I see him being a linebacking combination inside of the future okay Okay. i think they're a bit different in their makeup and the way that they play they have very similar physical stats in terms of their height and their weight but i think um yeah i think one of them i don't know i get the impression from what little i've seen of them that maybe one of them is a bit more on the speed side and one is a bit more on the strength side and so i do think that they can each carve out a niche on their team i i think you should maybe look out for Tresman marshall to get some playing time this year uh if i had to choose it's trezman marshall
1: i I agreed 100 percent uh i think is a little bit he might be a little quicker just a th- just a step quicker, get him on the field, see what he does. Um, couldn't agree more. That's who's going to surprise Daniel or right. or biggest impact. Uh, this this next category is who makes a name for himself.
0: Yeah, well, let's go with the other two. Okay, who who stands out between Channing Tyndall and Quay Walker this year? These are the third and fourth linebackers on the team uh-huh. in, at uh-huh. the inside position, and so who's gonna who's gonna really make a name for himself? Because one of these guys has to step up and become a force on this team. Oh,
1: dang it. You, would, you would really, really, really like that to be. And I'm going with Quay, okay? And here's why. I have I don't know about inside linebacking, uh, kind of sideline to sideline, all of that for Quay, but I do know this. Uh, you, you mix up a blitz for him, you send him on a B-gap after a stunt in front of him, look out. Look out. Look out. Quay Walker going to hit somebody with bad intentions and hit them hard in a hurry. Uh, I think Quay Walker is maybe a
0: pressure package kind of inside backer. Interesting. Um, what if I hit you with a curveball here? What if I said the inside linebacker that's going to stand out between Channing Tindall and Quay Walker might be Adam Anderson? Yeah. <laughs> Because you're talking about a position switch guy. who Like, I think you might be seeing Adam Anderson playing a little bit of inside. We, hit, we got a year. sniff of this last year, Daniel. We, we did. When we saw we Adam, we saw him, we, him in a two-point stance. We saw it quite a bit. We saw him lined up right in the middle of the field. I think he's a guy that's got some cover skill potential in there, mm-hmm. which fits with the linebacker position, covering running backs out of the backfield, covering tight ends. Covering the occasional slot receiver, depending on the coverage that we're running, and so I think Adam Anderson is a guy that might find his way onto the field this year. Outside linebacker is that we're going to get to that on what Thursday? Is that does that position have people in it? Does that position mm, have my some? My goodness, have some. Some meat on on the bone there. I think Adam Anderson might be able to find his way onto the field another way on this team. So I'm going to sneak him in to this conversation here. I don't mind that at all because you need a. hey, do we need somebody to cover
1: tight ends running free down the middle of the field? That's right. N'Kobe Dean can't defense? do it
0: all. And so I Eight. think Adam Anderson might be the guy that comes in, maybe spells N'Kobe Dean a bit. I,
1: I like it. I like it. All right, Daniel, give me a ranking
0: of 1 to 100 of this position group inside linebackers. I'm gonna go 93, Clint, and I want to go higher, but also I'm um, um that's me tempering my expectations a little bit. That's 93. That's where I'm going. Well, uh, get out of the left-hand lane and
1: get over to the right because somebody's <laughs> hitting sixth gear and just, you just you coming by. You just I'm coming by. <laughs> Give me 96-97 for this position group, Daniel. 96 is where I'm going to sit, and it is top-heavy at 96 because I think Nicoba Dean is going to be something absolutely special, and I think Monty Rice is a stable line force like we talked about. You mix in whoever you want. I think this might be whole the whole picture because right now the best inside linebacker to play, you can you can block all the kicks you want. Roquan Smith is the best linebacker, inside linebacker Absolute to play Absolutely, 1,000%. 100%. Um, I, and I've been on record of saying that Kobe Dean might might catapult that not this year, uh, but but as a whole, this group is a '96. Look out! You coming? You coming hard? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, hey, we're gonna come back with some power rankings. Daniel, we love power rankings. Just all the rankings we could do. We we will do any
0: of them. We'll power rank your family if you give us the opportunity. Listen, I power rank my family daily. I let them know. <laughs> I put it on a board. I'll post it up on the wall for everybody to see. <laughs> listen, here's here's where you fall in line. You want to move up in the rankings? You better just get your act together. Look, here's um, the deal. We told you to listen to our fandom. Don't listen to our parenting. Just, pl- dear God, no. This is not a parenting <laughs> podcast. Um, Listen, some, some gyms advertise themselves to be a judgment-free zone. Clinton and yeah. I are not a judgment. This is not a judgment-free zone. If you hadn't noticed that no. by now, we no. are looking to pass judgments on anyone and everyone that we possibly can, and power rankings are a great way to do that. It's it's the it's the socially acceptable way for Daniel and I to throw shade at everybody that we want. Speaking of throwing shade, let's talk about people that we hate. Clint, yep. That's what this let's power rankings it. is all about. This is um, across the board all-encompassing in all sports. We are going teams to cheer against. Your favorite teams to cheer against in all of sports. Can we take one off the table? Correct. I'd say we take the SEC off the table. Okay, great. Okay, so not just Florida. Obviously, get it out. Get it out there. You know, if you've been a long-time listener to this podcast, listen, we've given you every reason to know. How we feel about the city of Gainesville, oh. about the University of Florida, about the mascot, about the um, about the domestic violence that is perpetuated, about the head coach, about the history of the head coaches. Listen, uh, so we're taking the entire SEC off the table. I like. I it. almost want to take college football off the table, but I don't. I'll, we'll just take the SEC off the table and Georgia Tech, whatever. <laughs> sure teams to cheer against and this is not when they're playing your team no this is all Just the time anytime, anytime right. they're on the tv you now have an active rooting interest in the game because you are hoping that that team loses we'll each give you three clint i'm going to give you the honors i'm gonna let you go first uh baseball
1: season is about to be here daniel and we love mm.
0: we love baseball we okay. do love baseball
1: gosh ronald acuna Welcome to MVP season. Just
0: go big, get it. Just, Clint and I, both big Braves fans. We don't really talk about that much on the podcast because it's hard enough being Georgia fans. But we're also Braves yeah. fans. Just imagine if some of you know, some of you know what it's like. But just imagine being disappointed all the time, all, annually, all just the time.
1: seasonally. You, there's seasonal depression. We we got we that have beat. that. Okay, we, <laughs> we'll, we'll take that. Uh, but Daniel, the easiest team for me to hate uh, and and I'd like to say Yankees here because everybody should hate the Yankees and that's everybody, true it's
0: easy to dump on the Yankees
1: easy to dump on the Yankees but a team that I love hating on because they call themselves with such rich tradition and they got a lot of it uh, and if not for one announcer this team would have nothing good to go on and that's the LA Dodgers Daniel, oh, wow. I hate the oh, Los wow. Angeles Dodgers wow. so much, and I love to root against them. Wow. Okay? Now, maybe it had to do, as I was attending college and going to the ravine and watching a Giants fan get absolutely jumped in the corner mm-hmm. of, a, of a walking pedestrian sidewalk mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. Dodgers. Maybe it had to do with that. Uh, maybe it has to do with a Giants fan still sucking food out of a tube because he mm. got jumped in the parking lot
0: mm-hmm. Maybe
1: it has something to do with that as well, but mm. Daniel it has everything to do with with the star and the glitz and the glamour and the lack of Championships that they have for being such a great team currently now They went out and got Mookie Betts and, and they want to go for it all But Daniel I I love watching the Dodgers lose and it's so much fun because they're they're fans Are just the worst and I love watching disappointment hit them
0: it's interesting that you went there's a lot of places I thought you would go here in baseball you went with the Dodgers Mm -hmm. I'm very tempted again I hear what you're saying about the the Yankees I'm very tempted to give out the Red Sox right here Mm. because I hate the Red Sox way more than the Yankees they're way more annoying just to be just 100% way more brutally annoying. honest. They're way more annoying. <clears throat> but they're not the Phillies, Clint. Like, it's not the, it's not like the Phillies. You want not talk about people getting jumped in the parking lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> have you ever been to Philadelphia? Like, Ooh, do you know anything gosh. about Philadelphia? Do you know what's going on there? They have a prison in the NFL stadium, like, for the fans that they arrest during the game. That's real talk. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies are... Um, they are so, so disgusting. Like, such a disgusting franchise. The color scheme is disgusting. Oh the uniforms are disgusting. They hired Gabe Kapler. Do I need to keep like, going? Like, nope, that's it? Nope. That's that, the end of the stage. That was sufficient? Um, and now, Clint... I don't know. Quick, real quick off the top of your head. Who's th- who's the most annoying player in baseball? Like the most obnoxious, childish, wor- the overall worst human, it seems. Ogre. In- you're looking for... You're, the
1: word you're looking for is ogre. Just a deplorable, socially inept person. Bryce yes. Harper, every time he strikes out and he takes his helmet off to expose mm-hmm. the headband
0: and flips his hair back after a strikeout, I, uh-huh. I get goosebumps. It's a joyous day. Now, to be clear... There's no there's no team in Major League Baseball that anyone should hate more than the Astros right now because if Yo, you're a fan of I, baseball, the Astros have ruined it again. But um, but yeah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give out the Phillies for my baseball for my baseball team of all choice. Right. All right, who you got? In your second as <laughs> your second team on the list.
1: Um, the second team on my list, and this is hard because there's a recency bias here. I get that and I understand. And it's it's hard to get away from this because it's not a franchise that I hate, but it's a person that I hate. And it's in the NBA okay. and it's the
0: Houston Rockets. Oh, here we go. Uh, oh, get it. So, kids, okay. look out. Grandpa's yeah. coming outside with his yeah. rocking chair. Look out. <laughs> yeah. Look out, kids. Okay. Everybody circle around. Listen, Grandpa's going to tell us stories from the war.
1: Listen listen to Grandpa talk about how we used to have Clyde Drexler and Akeem Olajuwon who knew how to play basketball. And then and then somebody who's known by a facial feature. Which just by the way, like know that you're you're a less than person
0: because people recognize you by facial hair. To like, be clear. Let that, let that to sink be clear. In. Anthony Davis's nickname is the Unibrow. <laughs> which, which which also is, the w- which is a worse facial hair feature. It, it is, it is, it is. Uh, the Houston Rockets. I don't know.
1: I I don't know how many decades ago, uh, Westbrook, or or how many millennia ago Westbrook found his skull. I, I have no idea. Okay, but that thing that thing is shaped like it like a like an alligator, and I don't know how that makes sense, but it does in my
0: head. It, it doesn't. But, I mean, the floor is yours, so I don't know. Yeah, Grandpa's got
1: the rocking chair. The Houston Mm -hmm. Rockets, I love. Every time they lose and every time Harden and Westbrook uh, go off the floor and throw temper tantrums at at fouls that should have been called, I smile with glee. It's the Houston Rockets, too, for me.
0: Um, Number two, and again, we're getting into personal biases here. I'm going to go to the NFL, and I'm not going to give you the Patriots. I understand the Patriots are the team that everybody cheers against in the NFL. But at least they're not the Saints. Am I right? Oh, my. Okay. Am I a Falcons fan? Yes, I'm a Falcons fan. So, of course, I hate the Saints. But also, they paid their players Mm -hmm. extra money to injure people on the other team. Is that? Did I make any of that up, Clint? No, actually, we've—it's not only made up, Daniel. It's proven to
1: be valid now, in a court of law. They said yes. That's all factually correct.
0: Just to be clear, the current head coach of the New Orleans Saints—is it proven that he did or did not know anything about this as it was happening?
1: Uh, proven by way of suspension
0: for an entire year, Daniel. He did. And yet, here he is, still oh. the coach of the Saints. Not even interested in going a different direction, or now nah, let's just keep let's keep this guy because that one time he won that Super Bowl because they recovered an onside kick. Great, that's super great for him. Awesome. Um, the Saints are a deplorable franchise. Their fans are deplorable. Their mm-hmm. coach is deplorable. I'm sure there's something bad I could say about Drew Brees right here. I just hate the lo- I hate looking at him. That's about as yeah, like that's good. Drew Brees has literally never done anything bad that I know of, but I do hate looking at him so much um, because I think he's friends with Sean Payton. So I think that allows oh, me to hate him. Hundred percent, right? Guilt by association. Right. New Orleans Saints, my second team. Who's your third team? Here's your my list. third.
1: And, and it's because of their fans that think they are better than everybody else because they own stock that is useless. Hmm. Like, Green Bay Packers fan, you were willingly giving money to an organization that already takes your money to Correct. print out a certificate that says you Correct. have stock in a company that you don't actually have stock in. Oh. Let does, that sink in for a moment.
0: Does things being real matter? Clint? I don't know <laughs> I, in in my world when I pay money I want real things I'm oh, not playing
1: I'm not playing like my kids little my, my kids print these certificates all the time for things they do online at this online gaming store and I have about 50 bazillion certificates flying around over here uh, that's how much the stock in the Green Bay Packers is worth not only that if you think Aaron Rodgers is one of the all-time great quarterbacks I can't help you like I I just can't help you He's one of the all time most moany whiny chirpy little sons of guns ever to put on a uniform that's correct he moans and complains better than anybody else and his stupid when he throws that one chin strap over the side as he looks up on the Megatron and watches his, his interception that wasn't called PI and moan about it, mm-hmm. it that sulk on the sideline is
0: glorious I, the Packers are number three for me um, number three, I'm gonna throw a wild card at you, as I like to do on these power. You rankings. usually do. With number three, I am going to go with Patrick Reed, professional <laughs> golfer. <laughs> Friends, the the floor, the floor will recognize
1: this. This is not a team, but yes, we will recognize this.
0: Friends, fellow UGA fans, surely by now you know that Patrick Reed is a douchebag. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, I'm here to tell you that there's a man named Patrick Reed. He plays professional golf. He was once a golfer at the University of Georgia before he was kicked off the team. And he is a douchebag, like of epic proportions. Don't take my word for it. He was kicked off the team at Georgia for... Multiple times being accused and found guilty of cheating in well. golf tournaments. And I wasn't done. Sorry. And multiple times accused of and found to have been stealing from his teammates. I'm in sorry. the locker room. <laughs> stealing items out of teammates lockers. <laughs> So then he went to play golf at Augusta State just down the road. And this is what Kevin Kisner, fellow professional golf association player and fellow University of Georgia alumni, had to say about Patrick Reed. And I'm quoting. He's speaking of how all of his college teammates, both at Georgia and at Augusta State, feel about him. Quote, they all hate him any guys that were on his on the team with him hate him and it's the same way at Augusta that's that was I'm in sorry. an Could that you? was in an interview with Golf Digest like i'm sorry he these he's on the record that's not like a these hey, can two you, guys can you turn play microphone nope these two guys play <laughs> golf on the PGA tour together they sometimes get paired up together at tournaments and kevin kisner just said everyone who's ever played with him Hates him. The quote goes on, and I'm just going to read you this one more line, because Kevin Kisner is a gem and should be memorialized in the Professional World Golf Hall of Fame for this quote alone. "Quote: uh, I'd be a, uh, quote. I don't know if they'd piss on him if he was on fire. To tell you the truth, that's that's what Kevin Kisner said about Patrick Reed's teammates at the University Kevin. of Georgia." Kisner, in an interview with the Golf Digest, if you could buy Kevin Kisner stock, to your Green Bay Packers point, buy Kevin Kisner stock because that Uh, guy, hundred percent, that guy knows where it's at. Um, Patrick Reed is is legitimately the worst, and um, I love cheering against him when I watch golf on TV. So he's my third. That's
1: fantastic, Daniel. Hey, thanks for joining us on this episode of Locked On Bulldogs on the Locked On Podcast Network. Come back tomorrow when we go through the position group ranking of offensive line. Has there been much to do about the offensive line this year, Daniel? A couple Couple things. Uh, We got more power rankings of, of fan bases once more. Come back for that.